Welcome to the June 19th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is taken from Psalm 112, a devotion for Father's Day, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. I know we call this a parking lot service, but my definition of this is a shade tree service. Because in your Bible, underneath the shade trees, God dealt with man. And so today, I don't want you to think this is some pretty cool thing. I want you to think of this as an opportunity for God to meet you underneath the shade tree and to do business with a holy father and a holy God as we take uh, uh, his word. Now, I will say this to some of your disappointment, I hope, uh, that we're going to step out of the Joshua series. It's a different day. It's a different Sunday. And so I didn't want to continue that. I wanted to step out of that. So yesterday I went up into the office at my house. Uh, it was about 85 up there. And I took, that, <laughs> took my pen, not a pencil. And I began to write. And I said, God, what should I tell the people tomorrow? And so God laid on my heart an awesome uh, uh, devotion is what I'm calling it from Psalm chapter number 112. So I'm going to ask you to go there. If you've got a phone, if you've got your Bible, go to Psalm 112 today. And I want to say while you're turning, uh, thank you to those who are watching live stream with us. God bless you. And, and I'm grateful that you can. How many here today are without power a good portion of that right and so uh hang in there uh maybe a couple more days is what the word is so um uh hang in there but there's a lot of things that we we want to fix as a man we want to fix things and so it's my job when something breaks at home i feel like i can fix it and if i can't fix it if i don't know how to fix it youtube will tell me how to fix it <laughs> I want to fix this power, but that's out of my, that's out of YouTube's realm. I know that. But it's amazing how many times in our life that we try to fix things. And yet we don't trust it to the real one who can fix it. We want to fix it now when we try to go about our own ways and we try to make it right. And guess what? It doesn't work out. But if we just give it a little time, a few more days, God said, I'll take care of it if you'll trust it to me. And so dads, this devotion is for you today. But I want you to say, uh, as you gather here, you may say, Pastor Jeffrey, I'm not a man and I'm not a dad. Well, I hope and I pray that this devotion from Psalm 112 will continue to speak to you. There are a couple of quotes uh, that I want to start out with about Father's Day. It says this, uh, uh, Clarence Kellen said, My father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. In my mind, is that... As that uh, verse speaks to me, I, I remind that I always have eyes on me. And there are two sets of eyes that are very important to me, and those are of my children that are watching me tackle life and handle life and situations. And even it, when the power goes out, we're getting by. God's still good even when the power's not on. And so there are times that things are going to happen that I, I hope my kids see Dad's still faithful. There's another quote from Frank Clark that says, A father... A father is a man who expects his son to be as good as a, of a man as he is meant to be. And that is so true. Okay? That is so true. I, I know my kids are in trouble because my expectation uh, of my kids are, are, are many times where I failed. And I don't want them to go down that road. And the last one I want to leave you with today is this. God is the father who is always home. And so I know today Father's Day for some of you is a painful thing. 
Maybe it brings about emotions on different levels. Maybe today is a very happy day because you celebrate a great dad and a good dad and a dad that is active in your life. But today, for some of you, today's a sad day. Because for one way or another, maybe a, a, a father has been taken on home or, or maybe a father that should have been there isn't there. And so I know that there are mixed emotions on this day. Real quick, here's what I want to ask some, some of you Christian dads to do before I get into this message. If you're a dad, you don't have to be a, a physical dad, but if you're a father figure in this place today and you're a Christian dad, I'm going to ask that you stand up real quick. Don't be shy. Stand up proud. There you go. I'm grateful for these men. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you for all that you do in your family's life. Thank you for what you do in the life of the church. As I changed course, I prayed to God, God, what should I tell my people? What should I tell your people, this church today, that are going to gather under the shade tree? And it comes from Psalm chapter number uh, 112. And if you're taking notes today, I want you to know this. Uh, that, that there are six points that are coming. And they're going to be quick points. But there is no human being that can be the perfect father. And that's where I started this devotion. There's nobody, no human being that is perfect in what he does and what he says and how he chooses to follow God. There's no perfect one, but there is one. God Almighty is our perfect father. Psalm 1830 says, His way is perfect. And so that tells me that as I lead my life and as I look to God, that I've got to look to the one that is perfect and the one that can lead, and that is God Almighty. Psalm 112, as we look at our earthly fathers or we look to ourselves, man, it challenges me today to be so much more like Christ than I was yesterday. It challenges me to continue to live and to look to Him. And so today... As Psalm 112 opens up in our Bible, it starts with these words, Praise ye the Lord. Now I want to stop right there, and there's a Hebrew word that covers that, and that word is this, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's say it together real quick. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. No matter the circumstances that we face, the words out of our mouth need to be this, Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, God, for all that you are. And so as we start out Psalm 112, we start with a hallelujah. Let's read Psalm 112 together. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in the everlasting remembrance. Verse number 7, I have it underlined in my Bible. It says this, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he, uh, until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. And he shall gnash with his teeth 
and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Praise be to God today. Hallelujah is the word. Let's pray real quick. Father God, in these moments of a devotion, as we look to you and we look to your word, God, I pray, Lord, that you will lead your people closer today than they were just a few moments ago. God, use this word today, Lord, to challenge us, to correct us, Lord, to make us straight in our ways with you, Lord, we pray. We give you this service, Lord, and we, we offer it in worship to you, for it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Verse number one starts out with that word, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Point number one today about earthly fathers is this. Earthly fathers need to be fathers who fear the Lord. That fear the Lord. When we uh, get off on our own or we try to fix things or we, we get sidetracked and get our eyes off God, fear is, is something that creeps in. The moment when our eyes leave our Savior, fear creeps in. And so when we lose our focus and we, we, we get our eyes off of Him, it, it tends to be that earthly emotion of fear. Now, fear here in verse number 1 is not that kind of fear. It's not a fear of scare, or being scared or, or timid or afraid, but it is a fear that is reverent or that keeps God in awe in, in the leading of our lives. So the man that reveres God is the one that God will lead, he will use, and the one that God will constantly be changing. If we fear God, God, God constantly changes us. And part of who we are is rooted in who God is. Verse number 1 of Psalm 112, it says that he delighteth greatly in his commandments. Well, guys, I want you to know, I, know, I don't know how many of you grab the Bible and it brings delight to you, hopefully many of you. But there was a time in my Christian life where I said, oh gosh, I've got to go read my Bible. And that was the attitude of my heart. But today, I look forward to the days where I get to dig in and look and pray. And even though yesterday was a hard day, I was thankful that God, thank you for leading me in your word and by your word and through your word. Men, you and I need to be people who delight in the word of God. Uh, we take our fears and we take our eyes and we place them on God and we give them to God and we ask God here, you take care of it while I continue to follow you. The Word of God needs to be lived by, but men, especially, we must keep our eyes on our Lord. We must keep our eyes on our Lord, and part of that is in awe and in fear. Psalm 128, it, just a little bit of that says, Blessed is everyone, now that word in Psalm 21 is everyone, that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. That's how that psalm starts out, Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone. So today, the message is everyone, keep our eyes on God and let him lead our lives. Point number two today comes from verses two and three of Psalm 112. It says, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. Now, this is not prosperity gospel, okay? But here is what it means. Point number two is this. Earthly fathers need to be faithful to their family. Earthly fathers need to be faithful to their family. 
because their eyes are on God, because of the fear of God, because of the word of the Lord leading their lives, the fathers should be a blessing to those people that he is blessed enough to call family. Whether it's your wife or children or grandchildren, the Lord has given us the greatest responsibility, guys, to entrust us others to lead. And that, that primary spot of leadership begins within the home and begins around the ones that love you the most. My wife and my kids are my primary mission field. If I lead hundreds of others to Christ, but don't lead my two kids to Christ, I will, I will have a sorrow that I cannot explain. And so as I look at an earthly father, I've got to be so faithful to my family. It all starts on the word of God and all starts in reverence to God, but it starts within the closest people of our homes. Verse number two says, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. So the man that keeps his eyes on God, the family that keeps their eyes on God, their children are going to grow up to be strong people, strong people uh, in the next generation. And then the generation after that, mighty, standing tall, not because of what a man can do, but what a God can do through a leader and through a man that leads his family. Also in verse number four, it says unto the upright, there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. There are a couple words here that are used. First, in verse number three, is wealth and riches. Now, wealth and riches, in verse number three, I want to jump back to that real quick and say this. That doesn't promise me I'm going to be a rich man. The greatest riches that I have right now come from God, not from man. A paycheck does not make me rich. But the very hand of God and the very blessing of God and the very leading of God on our lives is what makes us wealthy and rich. I'm grateful today that I can pay my bills and we need to pay our bills. But here's what I'm telling you, church. I don't do what I do expecting God to just rain down money and things from heaven. No, that's not how our God works. That's not the promise here. A lot of the wealth, a lot of the riches is not in a dollar bill. Sometimes it's in a note card or a note or prayer, or a word that maybe some of our older members come up and say, Jeffrey, I pray for you every day. Oh, whoa. money cannot buy that. Money cannot buy that blessing. And so fathers and, and mothers today, as we lead the most precious people uh, and our children today and our families today, never stop praying, never stop looking to God. Maybe today you have a child or a grandchild that is not saved or, or needs to find the Lord. You better not stop praying for that child. That is your job. That is our responsibility to lead them to God. Never, never, never leave your families. When I think of uh, the other words here, uh, it says, uh, Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. The right standing of the man of God endures forever. So the challenge before I leave this verse is, is this. We're not looking to, to man or to the world to give us our riches or wealth. We're keeping our eyes focused on God. And when we keep our eyes focused on God, then we can lead our families. Then we, we can lead those that are closest to us. And so that is the challenge as we move on. Verse number four, or excuse me, uh, write this verse down, Matthew six thirty three. Here's what that verse says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The first thing that we need to do is seek after God. All right, point number three. Halfway down the road. Here we go. Earthly fathers need to be full of compassion. I jumped ahead just a second ago. Verse number 112, verse number, uh, chapter 112, verse number four says this. 
Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness, that he is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. So the third point is this, is that the earthly father is full of compassion. Now look at, it, look at me, man, real quick. Here's what I want to say. That does not mean that we're weak. That does not mean we're weak. Some of the strongest men, some of the precious, most precious moments that I've seen in their lives is when they break down and God breaks them down enough where they shed tears. Because God is dealing with the heart. One of the greatest memories that I have is a man that was so hard that God saved him, changed his life, and he came to the altar crying because God changed him. We often think that the earthly man needs to be the macho guy that never sheds a tear. And I know there are generations that raise people like that. But here's what verse number four says. Upright is used for the second time. But it also speaks that they're a reflection of the light of God. Look at verse number four real quick. It says this. It says, unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. When a godly man walks into a dark situation, the situation changes because of God's presence. God's presence in him leads and God changes that situation. We should be like this. Not just the men in the, in the, in the congregation today, but Christians should be like this. Where we go, the light should change the situation. No matter where we go. But oftentimes what happens is darkness creeps in on the light. Part of that light is compassion, is being gracious, is being righteous that is offered to others. The very best of Jesus, or excuse me, the very best of Jeffrey without Jesus can't offer this world a thing. But Jeffrey with Jesus can change the world. And I want to be the leader there. I don't say that because I want to do it by myself, but I want to be a leader there. I want to be a leader to my family there. As I look to, look to the Lord I pray that God continues to lead my family, myself, my boys, my wife, my church. And it goes on from there. As others see the light of Jesus, they should see the love, compassion, grace, mercy like never before. And so here is the word, men. There are times where you need to be compassionate with the love that Jesus, who lives inside of you. Be compassionate to others and offer that love. Verse number five and six. Read there with me, if you will. It says, A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Point number four today is the earthly father finds favor with others. It's not that we do it for our own benefit, but God gives men ample opportunity to, opportunity to lend. Now, that could be in a monetary uh, fashion, but it also could be a shoulder. It could be an ear. It could be uh, that neighbor that you are. It could be time. It could be time given to your church or others. And so today, how are you lending? How are you being uh, that person that has favor with other people that, that, that you are around? Maybe that you work with, that's set in your house. You know, on a specific occasion... God gives us opportunity not only to look to him, but to lend to others. You say, Pastor Jeffrey, what are you talking about? A lot of times, maybe I don't remember a name or I don't remember a situation. 
But I remember a time where somebody helped me. How many of you today can remember a time where somebody stepped in and gave you some help? I think we all can. You see, when you find favor with God, and when you find favor with man, it's when that you, you step out and, and you share that favor with others. There are people that called that didn't have to call. There are people that prayed that didn't have to pray. There are people that visited that weren't supposed to visit, but they did but to make a difference in somebody's life. Friends, I, I, I tend to label it as investing. So I don't have a whole lot of money to invest. And now is not the time to invest if you look at the stock markets. But here's what I'm telling you, church. As we look at our world, now is the time to invest. Now is the time to lend favor. Now is the time to be the kind neighbor. Yes, now is the time to invest. And so what I'm calling you to do as your pastor is to invest with Jesus. Invest Jesus, and that comes in a variety of forms. Whether it's time, like I said a little bit earlier, you invest that knowing that Jesus is going to change a life. I'm grateful to have been youth pastor here for 13 years. And I pray that through those 13 years, that's not just time wasted, but that's time invested. That's time given to the next generation. You may be sitting here today and say, hey, look, I, I can't offer nothing. I can't, I can't invest nowhere. Yes, you can. Invest in the next generation. And we're going to get to that in just a second. The next generation needs Jesus even more than, than, than I do. I know that. I tell you what. Verse number six says this. Sorry, the wind got my paper here. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. God, uh, through the man of God, the man of God won't be moved away from him. It won't be shaken. That's the, that's the translation there in verse number six. He won't be moved or he won't be shaken. Surely he shall not be moved forever. So as we keep our eyes looking to God, we cannot move from that. We cannot stray from that. We find favor with others and find favor with God. Point number five comes from verse seven and eight. And I'm not trying to uh, pick a particular or favorite point, but this is the one today. Verses seven and eight say this. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. As we see the earth, earthly man has two places to fix his heart. In this, these verses, the earthly man has two places to fix his heart. And those two places are this. You fix them on the Lord or you fix them on the world, the evil things. And so I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but if we fix our, our heart on God, then, then we can follow Him. But many times we take our eyes and we take our heart off of those things and we fix them on what's going on around us. And then that gives the opportunity for evil and the enemy to creep in. Where your heart is fixed, there will be faith or there will be fear. If you fix your heart on the world, you're going to be fearful. You're going to live in fear. You're going to watch the news in fear. You're going to drive in fear. But when you fix your eyes on God, church, that's when God can work and when He can move. There are two times in these verses that... The Lord says, he shall not be afraid. You see, in verse number 7, that's how it starts out. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. In verse number 8, it says, once his heart is established, he shall not be afraid. 
And so this morning I, I ask you, what, what is it that is fearful in your life? What is it that is holding you back, that is keeping you from fixing your heart on God? I believe personally, as we look at men in our world, this is where we're losing the battle. This is where we're losing the battle in, in the manhood of our, of our nation. As we're fixing our hearts on things of the world and matters of the world and concerns of the world and God is not a part of it. And so I challenge you men, Christian men today, to be leaders in your family to fix your eyes, fix your heart on Christ. Point number six, last one. Comes from verses nine and ten. And he hath dispersed, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved, and he shall gnash with his teeth and melt away the desire of the wicked shall perish. Point number six is this, is the earthly father is no friend with the evil. If we do not see this part in our world today, as I read this verse and I look at what's going on in our world today, as, as our Supreme Court is in, in action and work, the gnashing of the teeth, the fear of, of, the, of the evil people of what God is about to do is there. And so I'm not going to preach on that, but here's what I want to preach on. There are people that hate the good of God. And evil is, is the source of that. Evil is what gnashes the teeth. And so I want you to know that evil reigns in our world. Evil is alive and well. And I know that if we take our eyes and we focus it on all the evil that's going on, it takes us away from what God is doing. So earthly fathers, don't be a friend with the evil that is going on. As evil rears its head, it's time for faithful men to stand up and stand up for their God. The example of verse 9 that gives way out of blessing. And verse number 10, it, it leads to uh, the evil one gnashing and getting so mad. And at the end of verse number 10, it says this, the desire of the wicked shall perish. One day God's going to shut evil down for good. And I know that we wait for that day and even long for that day. And some of us pray for that day. But here's the idea. We live in an evil and fallen world. And today as I close this message, you have two opportunities to fix your heart. This is man, woman, boy or girl. You have two places you can fix your heart. You can fix your heart on an evil fallen world. Or you can fix your heart on a faithful savior. A faithful one that went to a cross and died. Colossians 3, 2 says like this. Continue to be faithful. Set your affections on the things above, not on the things of this earth. So today, underneath the blessing of a shade tree, what will we do? How will we let God work? For Elijah... God fed him there. God restored him there. God took a man who was tired, worn out, done, 
A man whose word said, take my life. That, that was his word to God. Take my life underneath this shade tree. Kill me, God. And God fed him with the cake and the morsel enough to sustain him, to get him back on his feet and to get him looking to him again. God took a man by the name of Jonah. And as he was angry and angry and angry, God made, made that little worm take away the shade that God's hand provided. And so today, here's the question. As we look at those two situations, what do we want God to do with us? Dads, in particular, what would you have God to do with you as a father, as a grandfather, as a man of God? How would you want God to change you under the shade tree today? Well, here's the opportunity. Number one, for Christians today, I pray that we fix our heart on God. I pray that is the foundation of what we do in our lives. Men, women, boys and girls, we got to fix our, fix our hearts on God, fix our eyes on God. But secondly, today, maybe there's somebody here that this is different for them. And they, they say, Pastor Jeffrey, I want that. I look to the world so much, I've got to have something better than the world. Well, that answer is Jesus. Today, if you understand salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ, you can come to him and ask for his forgiveness, and he will save you here in this place today. So I'm in a moment of invitation. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to stand up. And whatever issue you have going on, maybe it's compassion or family or fear. Maybe it's your heart fixed. Maybe it, may, we don't have an altar set up here, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask Pastor Clyde to come up here. And, and maybe just off to the side here in the shade, if you want to pray with a pastor, you can pray, come pray with either one of us. But maybe you just want to come and stand before God. You, you do it right where you are. You come forward if you want to. But the promises of the heart matter. This moment matters for every single one of us. So let's go to God in prayer. Father, today as we give you this moment of worship, God, we pray that you move. Lord, we pray that you move in the hearts and the lives of those people that need a change. Lord, we pray that you move in the hearts and the lives of those that are fearful. Maybe their eyes are on something other than you. God, I pray, Lord, that you help this church stand on your word. Stand on the principles that are found in your word. God, I pray, Lord, that you use us to impact the world, to impact men in a positive way. Lord, we want to gain manhood back. And it starts by putting our eyes on Jesus. So, God, I pray, Lord, that you will cause us to do that here in this place. Lord, today, maybe there's somebody that makes, needs to make a decision to come to you as Savior. Lord, as you lead that heart in this moment of invitation, Lord, I pray that they would have the courage to step around a bunch of people and Lord, come to the saving grace that you have to offer. God, thank you for what you're going to do. We give you this moment of invitation, this moment of decision as you work. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.